God bless your hearts. We say thank you, and we thank God for being here. We certainly bless God today for another Lord's Day. This is Pastor Jerry saying to you, look up and live, for our redemption draweth nigh. We thank God for being here at Greater Harvest today in the city of Long Beach. We're standing in for the great pastor of the Harvest Church, Dr. Gerald Johnson. And we thank God for the move of his spirit. We have a word for you today. But most of all, we celebrate it because it's been 65 years that this church has been in existence in this month of August. And we thank God for all those glorious years that he has, how he has sustained this ministry. And we're going to move right into a word of prayer. Let us bow our heads and pray. Heavenly Father, we say thank you now for your loving kindness and for your tender mercy. Lord, we thank you for being mindful of us. We realize it was you that brought us from the early existence of our life up until this present moment. Lord, we thank you for the sunshine, and we thank you for the rain. We thank you for every trial and for every triumph. We thank you most of all for the victory that your son Jesus gave us. God, we ask you to continue to bless us and be with us. Let your face shine upon us and give us peace. God, bless your people everywhere, those that may be sick and shut in today. Lord, we ask you to touch and heal their bodies in the name of Jesus. Look on the bereaving ones, Lord. Lift up the hung down head. Let those that re weep, weep no more. Bring them comfort in the name of Jesus. And God, we thank you for what you've already done, and we thank you in advance for what you're going to do. These and other blessings we ask in Jesus' name. Thank the Lord. Amen and amen. We thank God for the prayer. Now, I have an opening scripture that we'll be sharing with you. Very familiar passage, and it's from the uh, 133rd number of Psalms. And it reads like this. It says, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard that went down to the skirts of his garment. Thank God for the reading and the hearers of his word. Now, God has been good to us. We realize that we're in the midst of a uh, pandemic, but how many know that God is greater than any pandemic? For he said that in his word that he gave uh, uh, Jesus a name that was above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess. And we believe that today. Now, uh, I think I'll go over here to the keys and share. We thank God for these great technicians that are uh, so wonderfully doing their job to bring this uh, in your homes and in uh, areas that no doubt wouldn't be there, those that can't make it out to the church. And we thank God for that. Now we're going to share uh, a few songs. Thank God for those that are coming in. Let me move over here to the, to the organ. He's a miracle worker. Just a little bit of a praise first says I need the old I need the Every hour I need thee Oh, bless me now My Savior I come to thee every hour of the day I need thee hallelujah every hour of the day I need thee oh bless 
because he's right there when I need him the most. We're going to go old school, a little bit of that old school. Y'all bear with us just for a minute. Because we are on the battlefield for the Lord. We're actually in a battle right now. And the weapons of our warfare is not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And how many know that we need some strongholds pulled down now? The stronghold of COVID-19 need to be pulled down. The stronghold of alcoholism and uh, drug addicts need to be pulled down and we thank God because he will pull it down all right we got it together doc Him that I 
malo I walk alone and idle I walk the center too I heard a voice from heaven Send there it work to do So I took my master's hand And I joined the Christian band You know that I'm on battlefield For my Lord Let me say it again I'm on the battlefield For my Lord Oh yeah Lord I'm on the battlefield For my Lord Yeah, I promise him that I serve till I die. You know that I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. Yeah, hallelujah. Bless his name. Come on, clap them hands and praise him. If you're on the battlefield, clap them hands and praise him. Hallelujah. Oh, bless his name. What thus says the Lord on today. Amen. We thank God as we said before for this great church being in existence for 65 years. What a blessing uh, for this institution to be here, a place where someone can come for refuge and have their lives changed. What a blessing. I know that many souls that came through those doors and asked the question, what must I do to be saved? And they're yet coming. And I thank God for the people of God that are persistent in their faith, believing that God is going to do what, just what he said. For he said in his word that if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. And we believe that today and we trust that God is going to do whatever you need done in your life. You may be going through a rough time right now, but I asked the question at the church where I pastor at Soul Deliverance Ministries. I asked the question, I asked them, do you all want to go with COVID-19 or Psalms 34 and 19? And they, they, some of them wasn't really familiar with Psalms 34 and 19. They said, well, what, 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 what does Psalms 34 and 19 say? And I begin to let them know that it says, for many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivered them out of them all. So I, th I think I'll take 34 and 19 over 19. How about that? We thank God for Jesus. All right, we're moving into the word of the Lord. Let us go, if you will, with us to 2 Timothy. I believe we want to notice uh, the fourth chapter. And we're going to read uh, from... The fifth verse, 2 Timothy 4 and 5. I give the casual readers a chance to get it. <laughs> 2 Timothy 4 and 5. This is the second letter that Apostle Paul wrote to his son in the gospel, Timothy, admonishing him uh, and letting him know that he had just about come to the end of his ministry and given him some instructions. Glory to God. All right, we're going to read this into your hearing. 2 Timothy 4 and 5. It says, But watch thou in all things, endure affliction, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight, I have finished my course, I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, 
shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. We thank God for the reading and the hearers of his word. And if I was to use the text today, my text would be a soldier's testimony. A soldier's testimony. We realize that when it comes down to soldiers, uh, Apostle Paul's name might not be mentioned. But when you begin to look back over his life, you know that, that he was a great soldier because he came in after all the other disciples and he did uh, more than all the other disciples together did. For the Bible declares, if you look at the scriptures, you find that he wrote over uh, half of the New Testament. And it's a blessing that we have Apostle Paul writings in the New Testament because without him, we wouldn't know how to conduct ourselves as Christians. But he gave us in the text today, speaking to Timothy and letting him know that my work has come to the end. I've done uh, what God told me to do. He said, I fought a good fight. I kept the faith, and now I've finished my course. I want to be able to say the same thing, that I kept the faith. I fought a good fight. Hallelujah. And I believe that the promise was, if you fight the good fight of faith and be faithful unto death, you shall receive a crown of life. And in this text, he calls it a crown of righteousness. How many know that we have a crown of righteousness waiting for us? And I used to hear them say a long time ago, they said, no cross, no crown. And how many know that if you want your crown, you have to bear your cross? Uh, Apostle Paul suffered many things for the name of Christ. He went through a lot of trials and tribulations. And but even in the midst of all that he was going through, he said, I am persuaded that I'll let nothing separate me from the love of God. And I'm here to tell you today that we're going through right now. But how many know that God is able to carry us through? God is faithful and he promised that he would be with us. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you, but I'll be with you even until the end of the age. And I believe just that. And I found out that he will be with you when nobody else can. When your friends walk off and leave you, he'll be a present help in the time of trouble. When the one that walked down the aisle to the altar leave you, uh, he'll still be right there. And I thank God because God has given us someone that loves us more than we love our own self. He's the lover of our soul. So in the text, he says, that if we be faithful, we'll receive a crown of righteousness. And I know, I realize that we're going through a dark hour, but you know what? Uh, the scripture lets us know that uh, weeping may endure for a night, but, but joy is going to come in the morning. I believe that there's a time coming where we'll begin to praise and magnify his name like we did in days of old. And, and I'm waiting for that day when I can praise him in the beauty of holiness, lifting up holy hands without wrath and without doubting. Oh, I feel a little something coming in the room. But it's real important for us to understand that we need to bear our cross. We need to finish the fight. Hallelujah. How many know that the fight that we're in, it is a fixed fight because the victory has already been won. All we have to do is keep on standing for Jesus Keep on going through every trial and every tribulation. And when we go through our trials, we know that they're working out something in us. The trying of our faith worketh patience. And the, the scripture says, let patience have her perfect work. Hallelujah. And then I believe Apostle Paul said in one place, he said that we glory in our tribulation, knowing that our tribulations worketh patience and our patience experience and experience hope and hope maketh not a shame, for the glory of God has been revealed in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. And I thank the Lord right now, thank him for his power, thank him for his anointing, that I may go through every trial and every test, because I know that his name is greater than COVID-19. 
I don't care what strand it is. Some folks are worried about, well, it's another strand out. So I got to watch out. No, God got me covered. Yeah, he got me covered. I found out. I was telling someone the other day, I said, you know what? People are worried about leaving here, but can you leave without God knowing it? He's watching over his people, and you're not going to go nowhere unless he wants you to go. Have I got a witness? Yeah, he says that he, he's the only one that has life and death in his hand. And someone said, well, why didn't my loved one leave? Well, you know what? That's in God's divine uh, sovereign providence. But I know one thing. I'm going to be uh, doing what he wants me to do because all of us getting up out of here. Hello, somebody. Ain't nobody going to stay here. <laughs> Methuselah stayed a long time, but even he had to go. And I found out that it's not so bad to leave. Just make sure you're going in the right direction when you take your flight. Have I got a witness? This is what it's all about. I'm getting my business fixed. The old folks long time ago said, I'm packing up, getting ready to go. And how many know that every day of my life, I'm saying, Lord, make me ready. And, and, and a lot of folks are so concerned about dying, but I tell them over at my church that, I'm not waiting for the undertaker. I'm waiting for the upper taker. Hallelujah, because I want to be caught up to meet him in there. Hallelujah. Y'all, excuse me, I'm getting a little excited here. But when I think about getting up out of here, I, I mean, don't you want to go somewhere where there ain't no more masses on your face? Don't you want to go somewhere where you ain't got to pay no more light bill, <laughs> gas bill? Ah. Uh, and ain't no more Blue Mondays because every day going to be Sunday. That's the place I'm trying to get to. And that's the reason why I don't mind suffering down here for a little while. Pastor Paul said these light afflictions cannot be compared to the glory that shall be revealed. And the saints long time ago used to say that just one look at my Savior's face, all of my sorrows will erase. That's where I'm trying to go, y'all. I already had a big house. I already had a nice car. But I'm looking for a mansion in the sky now. I'm looking for a place where I don't have to even worry about low blood, high blood, or no blood. Because God is going to be right there, and we're going to glorify him all day long. And I thank God for that. And, and knowing this, I don't complain. You know, some folks sang the song, I won't complain, but you better not call them on the telephone. Uh, yeah, but see, when, when you really got your mind uh, geared in to what's really happening out here, and I found out some folks want to say that it's, it's, it's one, the, the problem is because of this and the problem is because of that, and, but I found out that it's not the Democrats, it's not the Republicans, it's not the blacks, it's not the white, it's the devil. Mm -hmm, that's the problem. The devil is the problem. The prince of the air. The fellow that started all this long time ago. Sin came into the world through the enemy. And we and ever since then we've been had to fight. And if you wanted life, you had to fight. And how many know that we're in a fight right now? We're in a fight for not just life here, but for eternal life. It's not enough just to come to church on Sunday. It's not enough just to walk around saying you're a Christian, but you have to lay hold on the promise, which is eternal life. Because most folks now, if you ask them, they'll tell you they're a Christian. And now they want to know, what kind are you? <laughs> we got so many brands. What brand of a Christian are you? I, don't, I let them know that, you know what, I'm a child of God. I've been born again. And the things I used to do, I don't do no more. And I remember when, we, when, when I got saved, see, I've been saved a little while now. When I got saved, you know, they were singing this song called, I'm a Soldier. In the army of the Lord. No, but most folks now, they're getting saved, but they're more like uh, weekend warriors. You know, they, you know, they, they, they. <laughs> but, but, but when we got saved, they said you was a soldier in the army of the Lord. And then and down in the song, it said, I believe I'll die in the army of the Lord. And then it said, this part I couldn't understand. And when they said, believe I'll die, I said, wait, 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 hold it. I ain't too much on that dying part right there, wait. But then I came to understanding because they kept on saying, they said, if a man die, he'll live again. I said, well, I think I can take some of that. I think I'll take some of that. But in other words, when we come into this army, we gain eternal life. 
And so, and so we, we need to keep our war clothes on in the army of the Lord. We need to keep on fighting the good fight of faith in the army of the Lord. And, you know, one of these days he's going to crack that sky and we'll ever be with the Lord. And that's what I'm looking for. I thank God for Jesus and for what he's done for me because I'm determined, saints. I'm not going to let none of this stuff that's going on stop me. I don't care who do what. I don't care what their agenda is. We got so many agendas out here now. I mean, so many different agendas. And anything that's contrary to the word of God, I'm not with that. Amen, lights. Anything that's contrary to the word of God, I'm not with it. I'm with that Bible from Genesis to Revelations. And it started out in Genesis, and it started out one way. Set up the whole thing for mankind. Before there was a, <laughs> before there was a child, I heard him saying, for this cause shall a man leave his mother and father and cleave to his wife. Not cleave to Steve, but cleave to his wife. And, and, and so, 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 so we understand that the whole plan of salvation is written in the word of God. And if we, if we live our lives according to his word, we're going to be all right. Yeah, if, we, if, if we, we honor the word of God and respect his ordinances, we're going to be okay. And I, not only that, but he has a medical plan in the word of God. I said he has a medical plan. Some folks are worried about the insurance, but the best insurance you can have is in the will of God. Because he said that he will heal your body. That's what he said. And he didn't say he would give you some medicine, but he said he would heal you. And the Bible declared that there is no healing medicine. We take medicine all the time. Some of us more than others. I got a little pill I take. But you know what? I realize that pill is not keeping me alive. God is the one keeping me alive. And I find myself praying for the pill because it might want to cut up. <laughs> I pray for the pill. Lord, <laughs> touch this pill. <laughs> because I don't know what they didn't put in that thing. Y'all understand what I'm talking about. But how many know that God is a heart fixer and a mind regulator? And he's the only one can stop you from dying when you're dying. Even the doctors got that much sense. When they've done all they can do, they say, well, you know what? Let's just pray. But you know what? I pray from the beginning to the end because I know that he'll answer prayer. The fervent and affectionate prayers of the righteous avail as much. You can't miss by praying to God and say, Lord, it's in your hands. Lord, I give it to you. Come on, lead me down through this thing. And he'll do it every time. Have I got a witness? So I'm encouraged today. I don't have no sad story to tell. Uh, COVID hit my family and, and two or three times. But you know what? God is still on the throne. I have a niece that was pregnant with a baby. And, and she fell out at home in the shower and didn't even realize what was wrong with her. Got to the hospital, found that she had COVID. And I mean, you know what, she went, she was in, in the hospital for weeks. And they, they said, well, you know what, uh, we, we can't give her the medication we want to give her because of the baby. We're going to have to take the baby. But she nodded her head and said, no, you're not taking the baby. You know, you're not taking the baby. And, and she believed God, and now her and the baby at home, and they're doing fine. Glory to God. God is a strong deliverer, but we must trust him. We must believe him. Uh, you know what, so, so, so many folks now, they're so, as they, as they, what that fellow name, they say, y'all, don't be scared. They, they scared. Folks are scared. They, they, they scared to come out the house. <laughs> but you know what, if the Lord tell me to go, I'm going. If the Lord tell me to go lay, on, lay hands on somebody that got COVID and pray for them, I'm going to be right there laying on their hands. Because I believe that God is in full control. Oh, y'all don't hear me. God will do just what he said he will do, but he wants some folks that used to trust. Folks trust the Lord. I remember when they trust the Lord. You know, before, before I, when I was a kid, we didn't have no, we didn't have what you call uh, insurance cards. And it wasn't no Kaiser. Are y'all hearing me? It wasn't none of that stuff. Uh, all they had was uh, uh, some baking soda and some and, and if you got cut, they'd go get a piece of meat and put on it and, and some olive oil. And I'm telling you, they would pray the prayer of faith and the sickness would leave because they had no option. But now we got plan A, B, and C. If, if plan A don't work, then I'm going to try B. If, if B don't work, then I'm going to call on the Lord. 
No, I'm going to call on the Lord first and let him come on in and do what he can do. I'll let him give me what to do, how to work it out. He'll do it every time. He said, at that hour, I will give you what to do. At that hour, I'll give you what to say. And we must trust him when we can't trace him. Because sometimes it looks like he's nowhere around. Where's the Lord? All this going on with? He's right there. He said he's a present help in the time of trouble. I dare you to call him. He'll be right there. Won't he do it? Glory to God. Oh, I'm, I'm going to quit now. I'm winding down. But I thank God for the victory today. And I thank God for the testimony of a soldier. See, the, they told us a long time ago, said when you, when you got in the army, it don't rain in the army. It rained on the army. Anybody know what I'm talking about? In other words, the rain don't stop the army from doing anything they're going to do. And when you get in the army, you can't let nothing stop you from pursuing that enemy. And how many know that we are in the hot pursuit of the enemy? Some folks like to wait <laughs> till the enemy is all up on them before they do something. But I want to try to see if I spot him, I want to run him out of town. I want to run him out of time because he is the author of confusion. Anytime it's confusion in your house, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't pookie. And when it's confusion in your house, it ain't your husband, it's not your wife, but it's the enemy because he's the author of confusion. He brings confusion with him when he comes. But how many know that But the Lord is the author of peace? He'll give you peace that passes understanding. When everybody else is all upset, <laughs> All blown out of a porch, and you'll be standing there with peace. And they wonder, what in the world is wrong with her? Don't she know what's going on? Yeah, but she got Jesus. Reminded of a story that I heard about a little girl that was on an airplane, and they ran into difficulties up there, into some turbulence, and they was passing out pillows and, and telling everybody to get ready to put their little, little, little air, air oxygen mask on. And, and they was just giving all the instructions. The little girl never stopped playing with her dog. And so they went over there and talked to her and said, honey, said, did you hear what they said? They want you to grab the, she said, oh, I heard them. They kept playing with her doll, just kept playing with her doll. Then they came back and said, you know what, they gave you the pillow and you put it over there, you need to get the pillow in case you, and she said, oh, oh yeah, it's right there, I see it. And then one man said, honey, said, why in the world are you not listening to what they're saying? Don't you understand what's going on? She said, yeah, she said, I know what's going on. She said, but my father know I'm on this plane. <laughs> My father know I'm on this plane. How many know that our father know that we out here? Our father know that we in the neighborhood. We can't get so concerned about it because he that seeks to save his life shall lose it. But he that loses life for my name's sake shall have eternal life. Have I got a witness in the building? So I, I'm, not, I'm not really, I'm not up on trying to, I, I'm just believing that God is going to do his part. I can't keep myself here. Never forget when I was I left uh, here going to Chicago in 1994. And uh, that was when you all had the great earthquake out here in California. Some of you all probably remember it and knocked the bridges down up north. And, and, and I was in Chicago at the time, and I, I got a call from my wife. And she said, uh, you know what? Uh, uh, yeah. And I said, well, y'all all right? I've been trying to get through to find out y'all all right. Yeah, we fine. We fine. She said, but my, my baby boy... He said, you know what that boy said? That boy said that if daddy was here, he'd get that thing. I said, you let him know that daddy can't get that thing. God can get that thing, but daddy can't get that thing. How many know that God can get that thing? Whatever it is, God can get it, but, but you have to allow him to get it. You have to believe he, he, he acts upon faith. And how many know that when, 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 when you are a soldier, you have, a, you have to have a lot of faith. Have I got a witness? When you in, in the actual army, when 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 you are a soldier, you gain confidence in first of all your drill sergeant, and then you have confidence in your comrades in arms. You just believe that they got your back, regardless of what's going on. You believe that they got your back. Well, when we're in the arm of the Lord, we have to believe that God's got our back. Whatever situation we go through, we have to have confidence that God got me. And if we have that confidence, you know what he said? He is faithful, that promise. He'll bring us out of every situation. And I believe that today, and I thank God for it. That's why I, I, I always trust that God is going to take me in, and he's going to bring me out. Now, sometimes I'm going to tell you now, when you're really serving God, he'll take you in to some trouble. A anybody know what I'm talking about? 
If you really mean God, God will get you in some trouble because sometimes you end up going against the grain. But isn't it good to know if he can get you in, he can get you out? Yeah, he, y'all remember them three fellows that he got them in trouble? Yeah, he, God got them in trouble. They said, oh, okay, we, we, we're not bound down. We're not bound down. We well, you play all the music you want. We're not bound down. And God got them in trouble. But you know what? God got them out. Yes, he did. Daniel kept on praying. Daniel kept on praying, and God got him in trouble. But, but you know what? When he got in the line, then God got him out. And I don't mean to shock you. When you get in trouble for, the, for his name's sake, he's coming to your rescue to get you out. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Somebody said that when those three Hebrew boys got in that fiery furnace, somebody said that he delivered them out of the fiery furnace. But another, I, I heard some other revelation that God delivered them in the fiery furnace. <laughs> and then he stayed in there just in case you get in the furnace so he can get, help you to get out. And I believe that God is a strong deliverer. We have to trust him. We have to believe and then speak it. Sometimes the enemy don't want us to speak it. Instead of saying, uh, I'm sick as a dog, Say, I'm healed. Instead of saying, I don't know what I'm going to do, say, I know exactly what I'm going to do. And sometimes you have to get in the mirror and tell self. I said to self, self, you know, you got to cut this stuff out you've been doing. Self, you got to stop being so negative. You got to believe God. And when you start to believe in God, how many know that things just automatically start to turn around? Because he's just good like that. <laughs> that the more you believe, the more he works in your behalf. The more you obey him, the more he bless you. I'm a witness. I, I, I've, been, I've, been, I've been trying to get into this place called, it got this place in God that's called, um, what's the name of that place? Oh, favor. Y'all ever heard of it before? It's called favor. I've been trying to get in that place because folks that I see that got favor look like they don't want for very much. But you know, I'm going to tell you how, to get, how you get in the place of favor. I found it out. That's, that's why I'm easing on in there now. How you get in the place of favor is delight yourself in the Lord. Uh, if you start delighting yourself in him, be it just, just, now don't love him, but be in love with him. You know, then you find out he just throw, one, one old, old preacher used to say, he just throw good things in your way. But you got to delight yourself in him. And I, I, I've gotten to the point now where I started thinking about something that I want and look up, there it is. I know that's God, y'all. God is the only one because he has an unlimited supply. Huh? Sometimes we want him to bless us with some money to get a car. Why don't he just give us the car? Oh, y'all won't talk to me. He has an unlimited supply. I believe in God to give me all my needs and some of my wants if they're according to his will. Have I got a witness? This is what it's all about. He'll do it because he said it in his word. I heard him talking a little while back, saying, uh, the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. Now, I understand what they're saying, but God got so much stuff, he don't need to get it from nobody else. He got enough stuff to give me something straight out of heaven. Oh, y'all won't talk to me, but he got enough stuff. He, he, I don't have to wait till the wicked die. Uh, yeah, God got some stuff, and I, and I believe that he'll loan it to me if I got the right attitude. And that's the attitude of gratitude. Always looking to be a blessing to somebody else. As long as, as, long as you got that attitude, you're going to be blessed. Hmm? You're going to be blessed. And then, and then getting back to a soldier, a soldier always looking. He's not out there fighting for himself. The soldier is fighting for the cause. Hmm? He lay his life down for the cause. And we as good soldiers, when we make up our mind that I'm willing to lay my life down for the cause, God going to bless us with everything we need. If he ordained it, he will sustain it. You don't have to worry about no meal. <laughs> He's going to feed you. Yes, he will do it. I'm a witness because I've been, I, 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 used to, I used to work on a job, but I've been an entrepreneur now for about 38 years. And I, I haven't, I've been hungry, haven't been evicted. Hmm? And I, 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 I got a bunch of raggedy cars sitting out in front of my house. I, I, I don't need very much. And sometimes folks say, well, well, do you have a Bentley? No, I don't have a Bentley, but my, my, my truck will go anywhere your Bentley will. In some places, your Bentley won't. 
I, I believe that if we, if we delight in the Lord, he'll give us what we need. How many know that sometimes, God, we ask for something that we can't handle? Uh, sometimes we want a Bentley, and the Bentley won't, after we get the Bentley, Bentley, Bentley don't like church, Bentley going to the beach. Huh? Bentley going out, <laughs> Bentley going by the club. No, 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 I don't need a Bentley. Yeah, give me something that, that you know, long, long as I, I want something that I can handle so I can be able to serve you with it, so I can be able to do your will with it. And, and I found out that, that God is just like, he loves us so much, I, no matter how much we beg for stuff that's going to be detrimental to us, he won't give it to us. Apostle Paul asked the Lord to help him out. Scripture said that he asked the Lord, said, Lord, you know what? Uh, 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 I got this problem. Somebody said he had a, a vision problem. Somebody said he had a hump on his back. I don't know what his problem was, but he, he sought the Lord and said, look, I got to get rid of this thing. Scripture said that the third time he asked the Lord, he said, look, don't come up here no more. I'm just using my terminology now. Told him, say, you know what? My grace is sufficient for thee. Uh, you ain't got to worry about that. You can handle the hump or whatever it is. You can handle it. <laughs> My grace, and it said it's been given me. Huh? Hmm? They have been, been given me a, a thorn in the flesh. The message of Satan to buffet me lest I be exalted above measures. Apostle Paul was a heavy guy. Spoke seven different languages. And how many know that when you can do all that, sometimes it'll go to your head. So God gave him a little something to keep him on the level. And, and, and then he was able to make this uh, declaration that he made in today's text. Now, I'm ready. He wasn't ready when he, when he came off the road of Damascus. But he said, now I'm ready. Huh? My departure is at hand. But you know what? I fought a good fight. I kept the faith. Hallelujah. I finished my course. And I'm, I, I got a crown waiting for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, if you want him to say, well done, you got to. Do well. Some folks won't. <laughs> He's not going to say well done if you medium rare. He's not going to say well done if you over easy. Hmm? And the only, only way he going to say well done is you got to do like Apostle Paul told the Galatians in Galatians 6 and 9. It said be not weary in well doing. For in due season you shall reap if you faint not. You can't get tired of doing good. Can't get tired of coming to church. Some folks won't come to church now. They scared of church as a chicken is axe handle. They won't come. I'm not talking about y'all. I'm not. I'm talking about the Lucky Star Church over there on the other side of town. I'm not talking about y'all. But they, but but we need to get where we trust God. You trust Him to go down there to a food bless. Hmm? There's a congregation in there. You trust Him. You was down at the doctor's office, and some of y'all uh, couldn't wait till they open up these food joints. Uh, but so you can cut, you can cut, trust him come to his house. Huh? Trust him come to his house. When folks used to get sick a long time ago, that's when they brought them to the house of the Lord. <laughs> I'll let the preacher pray for you. And I mean, know that God hasn't changed. He's the same God. So we have to trust him and believe that he's going to do what he said. And I thank God for it. God is good to me. He's been my all in all. I, I, I just want to share this with you. And we're going to get ready to pray shortly. I came from a big family. It was 15 of us. And it was most of the time, it was at least 10 of us at home. At least 10 of us at home. And we didn't know a hungry day. We didn't know we were supposed to tell somebody told us. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? We ate good. Huh? Good clothes. Some of them was hand-me-down, but they were still good clothes. Uh, and we had two sets of clothes. We had church clothes and play clothes. And if you really wanted to, if you really wanted to get in trouble, you go out there and play in your church clothes. We had church shoes. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Your church shoes. Huh? And we, I went, to, I went to the program at school, and <laughs> I, I went to the program at school. You know when they, when you get ready to graduate, then you can wear your church shoes. <laughs> And I, I, I'm just looking at how God brought us. Huh? Never a, a, a hungry day. And never was evicted. And I mean, and, and now folks can't make it with two children. I'm having a rough time. They ain't got nobody but Wimpy and Pookie. 
That's something, isn't it? But how many know that when you trust God, I don't care if you got 20 kids, he's going to make a way for you. My father would come home sometime and hold back his church, hold back of the truck full of ice cream and ice cream for the whole neighborhood. How's a man with all these kids going to be able to do that? But God opened up the door. God made a way for him. And he'll do the same thing for us today, but we have to trust him. And then I believe it was what? That Proverbs 3 and 5? Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to your own understanding and all thy ways. Acknowledge him and he will he'll direct your path. See, but some of us, we don't want to direct our path. Uh, we, I'm going, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I know I shouldn't be going over here, but I'm, I'm going over there to at least see Sally Walker. I'm going by Slick Willie House today. No, no, let him direct your path, because if he direct your path, you won't have to call him later. Because sometimes we go places where we shouldn't go and do things we shouldn't do, and then we have to call him to get us out. And so I, I, I trust him enough to just let him direct my path, and then I can be blessed. Never get in too much of a hurry to acknowledge him. Because that old enemy, he'll try to push you into something. <laughs> Come on, do it now, do it now, jump. No, 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 I'm not jumping. I'm cutting way back on that jumping into stuff. I'm going to acknowledge the Lord, and he said he's going to direct my path. And if he direct my path, I believe I'll come out victoriously. And he, he's done it way back then, and he'll do it again. And he'll deliver his people. I, I believe it was Abraham. And I'm getting ready to close. Abraham got the news that God was fed up with Sodom and Gomorrah. Some of y'all read your Bible occasionally. And Abraham asked God a question. and said, will you destroy the righteous with the wicked? You just going to burn everybody up? Uh, Y'all know the story. And he told Abraham, he said, you know what? I'll tell you what. I don't, I'm not going to do that. I'm not that kind of God. Well, Abraham said, well, 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 let me, if I go down there, if I can try to find 50 folks, will you kind of back off? God didn't say nothing. Because he already knew the story. He said, well, well, if I can find 40, will you back off? God still didn't say nothing. He got all the way down to 10. If I can find 10, will you spare the city? God already knew it wasn't even 10 in there. Huh? It wasn't but eight folks. And he had already had a plan for them. He already had him working 120 years to get him out. And I'm telling you, these people was just wicked. And God made a decision that he was going to get rid of them. And you know what he did? He went down there, and, and, and for Abraham's sake, he got Lot and his two daughters. Wife didn't quite make it. Somebody said she heard somebody screaming back then, turned around and looked back. She didn't make it. But God already knew. If you halfway want to be right, God is going to make a way for you. And you have to trust him every step of the way. And sometimes it can get scary. It can get scary because, you know, Lord, I'm out here by myself now. You, you, I know it was you, but what's going on? But after a while, you know what? The sun going to shine. After a while, you will see that God has worked that thing out. And I thank God because he's a deliverer like that. He'll fix it for you every time. If you trust him, he'll deliver you. Those of you today in my clothing, you may be on your sickbed, but have the testimony of a soldier. Have in your mind that you're going to fight a good fight. Don't, don't, don't give up. Keep on fighting. Fight a good fight. Finish your course. Then you'll be ready to receive your crown. And I thank God because he is calling for the people of God now to rise up. It's not a time for giving up, but it's time to hold on. It's time to stand your ground and say, for God I'll live and for God I'll die. And this is what it's all about. And I, I believe that if we would stand as a people all across the nation, God will show his face and do a mighty work in the land. And we always quote that scripture. 
in uh, Second Chronicles, but I believe that scripture. It says that my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and turn from, I mean, no, some of us have some wicked ways, but all we have to do is turn from our wicked ways. He said, then will I hear from heaven, I will forgive their sins, and I will heal the land. How many know that the Lord is able to heal the land? He's able to stop COVID in a minute and a half all over the world. But he wants some people to call him. Tired of folks acting like he's not even there. But when we begin to honor him from the White House to the Black House, God will change this thing. We begin to call on him and respect his name and hallow his name again. He will change this thing. He said that he would do it. If you call on him from a sincere heart, he'll be a present help. He said, you will find him when you seek him with your whole heart. I mean, if the senators begin to pray, if the president begin to pray, God will deliver this land. And all these people that are, are contrary to the will of God, God want to save you too. While you cutting up and, and, and doing things that are against the people of God, God still love you. He said that he's not willing that any should perish but that all would come to repentance. Only thing between you and God is you repenting and saying, Lord, I'm sorry about what I did. And if you do that, God will save you and he'll fill you with this spirit. Come on, clap them hands and praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We glorify the Lord today. And again, we thank Dr. Gerald Johnson for this opportunity to stand in today. This is uh, the, also the month of my uh, anniversary. Myself and my wife, we've been together for a while now. She may be uh, watching this, so I ain't going to say no numbers because I always manage to mess it up. Amen. I know it's been a long time. <laughs> and I thank God for her. I thank God for her and thank God for them babies. Amen. Thank God for them uh, children that sometimes they will and sometimes they won't. Amen. But God is good to us. He loves his people. And I, I thank God. I realize that he... He looked after me when he loved me when I didn't care about my own self. I, I, I can testify about that. And so we thank God. We encourage today, and I'm getting ready to pray, and we're going to believe God that he's going to uh, do exactly what he said. Some of you will have petitions before him already. Just believe him. And then I found out that when you elevate your faith, you will come to understanding that everything that he's going to do was done at Calvary. And so when you elevate your faith, faith is the currency in the kingdom. And when you elevate your faith, it takes a certain amount of faith to get certain things. You know, when you go to the store, you can't, you, you, you can't buy certain things if you only got a dollar. Uh, sometimes some stuff you buy costs five and six and seven and ten dollars. And I'm here to tell you that when you elevate your faith in the kingdom, you God will grant you uh, uh, what you need. In the scripture, we see, well, people had great faith. And you know what they received for great faith? They received miracles. And God is a miracle worker right now, and he'll do what needs to be done. We're going to pray. Heavenly Father, we say thank you now for your love and kindness and for your tender mercy. But we realize that uh, you do all things well, and there's nothing too hard for you. God, we thank you for how you blessed us. Thank you for how you gave us life. God, we thank you for your saving grace, and we thank you for your keeping power. Thank you for your healing power. And God, we lift up those right now, God, that no doubt think that it is hopeless. God, we know that you are the hope of salvation. And God, we ask you to touch them, God, now. Let them see the glimmer of hope. Let them know that you're there for them. And God, those that are sick and shut in, touch and heal their bodies. God, let your healing virtue flow right now. Oh, God, we bind the spirit of infirmities, and we cast it away right now. Lord, let your blood cover right now. In the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus prevail right now. The blood of Jesus prevail right now. In the name of Jesus, God, every condition we bind and we cast it away now. Even the COVID-19, God, we bind it now. In the name of Jesus, oh, God, not, any, not for any selfish reason, God, but that you may be glorified. Oh, God, that they may have another testimony that it was you that did it. And we believe it now according to your word. God, not only that, but God, draw those that need saving. Save that son today. Save that daughter today. In the name of Jesus, move in a mighty way. Draw those that are backslidden. Draw them back to you, God. For you said in your word that you were married to them. 
Do it for your glory. In the name of Jesus, build up your kingdom, God. And God, we ask you to bless us that we may be lights even in this dark world. Give us a word to say to those that are lost in sin. In the name of Jesus. God, we ask you to look on this great church. Bless this church in a special way. God, grant them abundance, God. Give them souls for their labor. In the name of Jesus, do it for your glory. God, help them to be a light in this neighborhood. Draw the neighborhood by your power like only you can do. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for what you've already done. And God, we thank you in advance for what you're going to do. And we seal this prayer with faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Little song said, God is still in the miracle business. God can still make the devil run. You don't have to beg or plead. You just ask for what you need. And before you count to one, he's got it done. Let me say it again. God is still in the miracle business. God can still make the devil run. You don't have to beg or plead. You just ask for what you need. And before you count to one, he's got it done. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, we bless the name of the Lord and we thank God for what he's doing. You all be encouraged. Look up and live for our redemption. Draweth nigh. God bless your hearts. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Wonderful, Jesus. Oh, y'all want to hear one more song? They said one more. One more song. Now, this is a call and response. So if I call, y'all got to respond. <laughs> and the song just says, he's, the song just says, come on in. All right. You, let me go over here.
Well, bless the name of the Lord. 